2: Because you're about to listen to the sick, podcast. the sick podcast with Tony Maradero.
3: 55 seconds left in the penalty a minute, and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston four, Montreal three. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into the air back to Lafleur.
2: The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. You know, I, 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 <laughs> You're in the it. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoins. On lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant, et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. Et ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. Pour pour les Canadiens. Le
3: 23 e de l'histoire. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs.
2: playground your premier gaming destination it's gonna be sick
3: Aaron Arrow, what an entertaining game tonight in Montreal. The Montreal Canadiens beat the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 4-3 to in overtime. This game had absolutely everything. This game had some good saves. This game had some bad goals. This game had a beautiful overtime game-winning goal by Cole Caulfield. This game had Michael Matheson scoring again. Sean Monahan on the redirect and Nick Suzuki out of his funk scoring his first game of the season. This game had absolutely everything it even had the montreal canadiens power play scoring two goals much to the delight of my guest former montreal canadian number one president of the fan club of the power play who believed before believes now and will continue to believe as long as his buddy is there I'm going to have so much fun with him. It is a big night. Everyone's happy because if you went to the game tonight and it costs you 100, 125, 150, 175, 200, 225, 50, 75, $300 this game was worth the price of admission and to boot the home team won and everyone is going home happy. Without further ado, let's bring it in. Maxim Lapierre, <laughs>
2: are you happy, bud? <laughs> hey,
3: not as happy as Maxim Lapierre and Alex Burrows. <laughs> we're happy. Harper's been great. The bar hey,
4: was what? what 18th going into the gamers? What? Yeah, you read, my, yeah. you read my you uh, read my my tweet right, Bo, my I read
3: your tweet. I stopped following everyone else and I only follow you. This way, I don't miss a tweet.
4: You you did a great decision. That's a great decision. No, but exactly. seriously, we always panic. They were 18 before the game. It's not that bad.
3: Uh, it's amazing considering they don't have any players. You went through the list of all the other
4: players with the exactly. other team.
3: You said they don't have any players here. Hey.
4: They're doing great. They are they actually, let, let's forget about the goals, the structure. Yeah. You you can see they're trying new things. You know, like today we changed uh, Caulfield. He was on the other side. he's trying the low pass a little more. Madison is moving more. I think it's a it's a great news
3: it's uh, it's you know it's uh, you, you bring that up, but I actually took note of it because I noticed that if you notice Matheson's goal the other night. Matheson had the presence of mind knowing that the other team had studied the drop back uh, drop uh, back pass, so he didn't do it. He waited. He played posse a little bit with the other team, and then he decided to put on the Jets, right? Yep. Tonight, once the other team was now respecting Matheson and his ability to carry the puck, then they stepped back a bit, and then he was able to drop the, the pass back. And I also saw some moving feet. You know, the Tampa Bay Lightning have had a power play over the last five or six years. You're going to tell me they've had the players. You're right, they do. Yeah. But as good as those players are, feet always moving, constantly in motion, not only the puck moving, but the players. And eventually they end up coming back to two or three set plays that they've drawn up. They usually had about three set plays. So now all of a sudden it makes it a little bit unpredictable. Okay, is it play A? Is it play B, or is it play C? And uh that's a good power play. The Canadians had a good power play tonight. It is coming around. That's good news. I mentioned the other day. You probably don't agree with this and that, okay, it's just my opinion, that at one point Alex Burroughs was going to start to feel the heat here because the coaches are in the final year of their contract. I know Marty St. Louis told Eric Engels he thinks they're all doing a good job and he'd like to see them all renew their contract. I wouldn't expect him to come out and say that he would think that some of them are struggling either, but it's a big year for Burroughs and it's a big year for the Canadiens' power play. And I think, what is it now? Four games in a row that they've scored goals on the power play. And tonight they had a couple. That's big. Hey, if you're Maxim Lapierre, your buddy Alex Burroughs' power play scored two goals. Yep. Samuel
4: Montalbeau got the win. And
3: Raphael Arvi Pinar was on the first line again.
4: So uh, hey. can, I go, can I go sleep now? I yeah. think we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're you, you, know, <laughs>
3: have you ever Have you ever been to a party where you used to dance la lingue?
2: As <laughs> la oh, well, well, yeah,
3: Italians, we don't dance la leg. You know, don't to give me I... some. Give me something. Hold on. Uh, a second. Oh, Maybe I can, should... Yeah. Let's see your underwear. Right,
2: you're
0: gonna see my
3: boxers. I don't know. If you're gonna see... <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's see get it. Give me something. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me something. Oh, give me something. <laughs> you know what us Italians do? We don't do la leg. <laughs> we do la tarantella. You ever heard yeah. of la tarantella?
2: Yeah, you yeah, that, 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 that. yeah. No, I, I, I prefer. That you, I prefer the first someone's one. Are, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah you're a yeah, great that, dancer.
4: Uh, thank you
3: very much. You know what happens when a woman sees that a man could dance, eh? She starts saying to herself and she starts talking with her friends if he can dance. He can dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, where, are we, hey, where are we going here?
4: <laughs> I just, okay, I'm just shocked. I just seen the chicken legs. Now I I it's tough for me to focus.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just what can you do? Uh, no, I'm actually happy. You know, my eldest went to the game tonight. And anytime yep. we, you know, he doesn't get the opportunity to go to the game all the time. It's his first game this season. It's probably gonna be his only game this season. Yeah, and um, you know. Uh, which, which, by the way, was actually was actually a um, a, a listener uh, who watches all the time and says, uh, you know what, I, I watch all the time, and uh, and I listen all the time. And he actually got a hold of me and he sent over uh, some tickets this morning. And um, you know, I, my son hasn't gone to watch a game in quite some time. It's uh, someone I've met before in the in the past. Uh, good guy. His name is uh, his name is Palmer, and um, and um, you know uh, he uh, he got a hold. He got a, thing? he got a hold of me, and then he sent me uh, the tickets. And uh, my son went to watch the game, and you know he went to watch him. A great game it was a it was a fun game tonight, eh?
4: Well, we were skating that was the difference I think yeah. when uh, when you see the speed from new Hook, you see the speed from Anderson I think we were creating things you know it's it's a great game tonight we showed character we showed we were good on at least better on the power play like we're joking but I, I like that we're looking for solutions right now we're not looking for excuses and that's I think that's a big step in the right direction it's a it's a team win and it's easy to picture the future like you know the the day you're gonna add like some good veterans not not <laughs> I'm not saying they're not good, the veterans we have, but real superstars, that young core, uh, in a few years, we have great players. Duck is not even playing right now. Goulet is hurt. Savard Savard is hurt. Guys are playing way better than they were in the the first three games, I think.
3: Hey, Max, I think it's Renault Lavoie, TV Aspar that mentioned on social media uh, that Goulet is expected to play a game here in the next couple of days, in the next week. So isn't that good news? Because, of course, the second he went down with that injury – there were one or two initial reports from uh, people on social media yeah. who thought that he was going to be out for an extended period of time. And so by the time he comes back, if he is going to come back in the next couple of days or so, it'll yeah. probably be a couple of weeks. So, isn't that good news for Caden Gouley? Also, we're hearing that, uh, you know, Christian Dvorak is probably give or take about 10 days away. So that's good news too. So, all of a sudden, look, you know, Dvorak will be back in the next uh, week, week and a half. Gouley will be back in the next week, week and a half. Of course, the bad news is that David Savard, uh, yes. We found out that he's out for a period of six days, eight weeks. We know that uh, Kirby Doc is out for the remainder of the season. But, you know, it's um, when when Christian Dvorak comes back, it gives you possibilities. Now, Raphael RV Pernard had played three games with yep. Caulfield and Suzuki. Yep. He had not produced. No. But I don't think he had played that bad, to be honest. Now, I don't, you know, in my world, before watching him play this year on that line, I yep. wouldn't want him there. I've mentioned that to you before. Uh, I also think it would be too much pressure too soon. Uh, I think there's better than him, but even though he hadn't produced, I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was bringing a lot of energy. I thought he was working hard. Uh, I thought he was uh, digging out pucks. I thought he was going to the net. I thought he was crashing the net. I thought he was actually working harder uh, than than uh, or or looked even more impressive than than yep. than Suzuki has been struggling. Uh, up until tonight's game, but uh, he had a real good game on Saturday. Suzuki did, obviously, on Monday and on Tuesday, he did not. But I, I like Tarvi Pinard, and I guess Marty St. Louis did too because he came back with him again tonight.
4: Yeah, what I what I like about him is, let, let's forget the name, I think it's the type of player we need with Suzuki and Caulfield. It's just he it gives them a ser- second opportunity in the offensive zone. You know, like often in the beginning of the year, Suzuki and Caulfield were playing, let's say, a good game, but it's one shot and done. Then they backcheck and they go play in their zone. RV Pinard or this type of player gets you a second and a third chance because he's good on loose puck, he's good on rebounds, he's good on the forecheck, and he's ready to sacrifice himself and maybe his production mm-hmm. to make sure the two other guys are are producing. And that that's that's a good fit for me. And I, I don't want to compare players, but you think about guys like Iman. Kunitz, and I I'm not comparing our to Kunitz that was yeah. he was an Olympian but the type of guys that are just doing the dirty work so the superstars can score their goals or produce offensively I think I think he's doing doing it great you know the, he's blocking shots in the defensive zone the puck gets out a little quicker I agree with you one day we're gonna have a, another Caulfield on the other wing but right now I think it's a it's a perfect fit for them to to let's not forget suzuki and Caulfield are growing too. They're, they're, they're young players, and I think it's a good fit right now. They're learning good things. They're learning about themselves first, and that's the first step as a young guy. You know, there's a player on the Canadiens that probably
3: gets less press than any other player on the team. He's not elegant. He's extremely consistent. He's solid. He's reliable. Pearson. He's a defenseman. Who I'm talking about. Kavasevich. Jordan Harris. Yeah, I yeah, think Jordan yeah. Harris is, I think he's a very intelligent defenseman.
4: Yeah. Very intelligent defenseman. He's a good skater. I think he reads the play well. And you know what? That, that might be the only position where it's a good news when we don't see you. If a young defenseman, you don't notice him in a game, he's doing something right because he's not doing any mistakes. He's not causing any turnovers. He's, he's doing his little job. He's quiet. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna need that guy in the future because you cannot have six defensemen that you're paying eight million a year. You're gonna be stuck on the on the cap, you know, because yeah. when Goulet signs his deal and when even Baron is is getting better every game. Defensively is not there yet, but offensively, I can see what he can bring as a defenseman offensively. He's a good skater, he's, he's got a good shot. But you need those defensemen like, that are gonna make three, four, five million dollars a year that are going to be quiet, good on the PK, because then you cannot sign everyone, you know? Yeah, I think, what I think I, what I, he's a good skater.
3: What I like about Harris is that he doesn't seem to get caught out of position. And and so he's a very, very good positional player, very, very good positional yep. defenseman. Anyway, I thought it was a good game for him. I thought it was a good game for a lot of players. How about Michael Matheson, who scores again another big goal wow. in this hockey game after scoring a highlight real goal uh, the other night against the New Jersey Devils, he scores another big goal tonight. But this guy pretty much saves the game at the end.
4: He's uh, Let's forget about the, the spectacular plays. He's blocking shots. He's taking hits. He gives hits. Last game, he was mad at the end of the third period. He gave two good hits. at the. You can see he's, yeah. he's a leader. I like that type of player. And that's what we need in Montreal. That has been the problem the last few years. We have good Ds, but we don't have good skaters on the. And when we, you have guys like Harris, Barron, Madison... Even Jack Eye, who's a big guy. You need guys that are able to get out of trouble by themselves. It's not always a puck in the glass or a puck on the wall or a pass to put your winger or other defenseman in trouble. Sometimes just a guy that can get out of trouble by himself fixes everything. And that's what we need to bring more in Montreal. I think Gouli is a great skater as well. So when we say the future in Montreal is great because of our Ds, I I strongly believe we're going to have one of the best defensive core in the NHL within the next 3 years for sure like it's coming soon guys are unbelievable and they're physical jack is physical goulis is physical name any young kid mayu is going to be physical they're good players that that's that's a really big step for the organization in the right direction
3: speaking of jack guy 4 minutes and 39 seconds into the game he gets hit from behind it's boarding basically yep. uh, by dmitry voronkov who actually was called 2 minutes for boarding uh and uh and of course they ended up getting uh their their five minutes for fighting and uh, jack i ended up getting two minutes for roughing on Voronkov. but he yeah. drops the gloves and this guy again once again taking care of business this guy's jack the giant killer my friend
4: <laughs> i love that he's a you he's follow, got, you follow well, this guy he's got lots of characters and he's a re- really good hockey player as well i love his shot from the blue line there's little things he's going to need to learn i think it's going to come with time like he doesn't need It's great, but he doesn't need to fight every single game on every single bad hit. Uh, I think that's going to go away naturally because I think at one point, the guys, they won't hit him from behind. (laughs) They're going to know they're in big trouble. So right now, he's building his uh, identity. He's building his reputation in the NHL. I think it's a matter of maybe until the end of the year maximum, and then some guys are just going to leave him alone because – they don't want to have anything to do with this guy because they know how tough he is and how, how strong he is physically. But for him personally, it's great. It's great for the team. But let's say we fast forward in three, four years when those yeah. matters matters and we want to play for first place in the NHL. He cannot just leave for five minutes every game and he cannot take a penalty like he did in Buffalo, pushing the guy in front of the net when it's great. We bring character, but we didn't need it. If you're fighting for first place or for a playoff spot, he needs to learn, but hey, I love. He's probably my favorite player on the team. I yeah. will buy his jersey one day. Uh, good for you. <laughs> hey, let
3: me ask you this: What did you think of Samuel Montembeau? I, I thought he gave up a bad goal that beat him short side, but as they say on Beau Français, uh, "Il s'est prix en main." Is that the way they say? Say,
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he came back. Yeah. Hey, he came. He came back. I think this kid is. There's one thing that is sure about Montembeau, his character, just the the way he came in the NHL. Wasn't easy. Always has the had the worst game in a back to back, or when the team is playing bad. That that's how he made his name for himself. Finally, last year we thought he he stole the net, but this year I think it's complicated for the three goaltender. They had, I think, all three of them had a tough training camp. All three of them didn't get enough ice time during training camp, and I think their Jake Allen found his game, and I think whatever it's Primo or Montabau, they were still looking for it a little bit. Just because they didn't have enough ice time and you need to play and you need to build a confidence as a goaltender. There's no other way to be good in net. And I, you know what? I I didn't mind his performance tonight. I think it was good.
3: All right. Okay. Um, Brendan Gallagher picks up a couple of penalties. Okay. Before I tell you what Marty St. Louis said at the end of the game, I want to get your thoughts on Brendan Gallagher and the two penalties.
4: You know what? That's, it looks easy, but it's not that simple not to get penalties. If you think about a guy like Gal like Gallagher, it's all about energy, passion, working hard. It's the line is really fine, Tony, between taking a penalty or not taking a penalty. And when you try to get the puck away from from another player, or you try to be hard on the forecheck, or you try to to be strong in your own zone, well, let, let's take the last one for example. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a high stick. For me, it's it's just a good intention he's over back checking he wants to save a scoring chance so much that he cannot control his stick anymore so yes you blame him because he's a veteran and he takes a penalty but at the same time that's the type of effort you want from your players so that's that's just a he's gonna manage that like he he's a veteran at one point and, and don't forget like when the games matters at one point during the season your stick you you automatically put it lower you know like you Mm -hmm. it's it it comes with the the importance of the game i think a little bit and if you look at other teams they do same mistakes i think we talk about a lot about it in montreal because it's Mm -hmm. always a bigger deal but hey other teams too they take penalties and we we take a lot like in one game sometimes we're in the box a lot and it, it it takes our average and puts it way too high but if you look at game by game sometimes we're okay with discipline not this year at the beginning of the year but last year it was it was okay by the end.
3: Hey, our colleague Anthony Martino at TVA Sport, who does a yeah. great job covering the Montreal Canadiens, is also doing a great job of letting one everyone know via Twitter uh, what uh, Marty Saint Louis had to say after the game. So I'm going to give you a couple of them. Yeah, uh, regarding Gallagher, Gallagher joue de très bon hockey récemment. Gallagher is playing very good hockey recently. Mm-hmm. Ses penalties sont souvent liées à de la compétitivité. His what? penalties are often Um, related to his combativeness. Pas de paresse. It's not laziness. So Marty St. Louis is okay with Brendan Gallagher, and so were you a couple of minutes ago. Regarding Samuel Montembeau, Montembeau a été excellent. Montembeau was excellent. St. Louis is happy. Now, here's something else as well. Selon quelques joueurs, Martin St. Louis aurait piqué une colère dans le vestiaire Entre la première et la deuxième période au sujet des revirements, on était têtu. Nous a Martin en point de presse. C'est très rare qu'on le voit comme ça, a lancer Montembeau. Supposedly, St. Louis, after period number one, pulled a fit in the Montreal Canadiens locker room because of giveaways and gave it to players. Montembeau saying at the end of the game, yep. uh, not very often we see Marty St. Louis like that. Yeah, uh, legitimate
2: to uh
3: look at the giveaways were they that bad or is the coach finding a
4: reason to try and pump up his team i don't think they were that bad but i think they were forcing plays for no reason and uh, sometimes you just have to to let the game come come at you you know you don't need to need to force anything on the ice and that's why it works because saint louis doesn't yell every game and saint louis doesn't yell at every shift when the players are coming back so when he talks, and he's, he talks a little louder in the, in the dressing room, once every two months, then there's an impact. And we, we've seen it that, uh, in the second and the third. Guys were playing well. They were hungry. They were going to the net. They were shooting. They were convincing. Like, they were shooting on the power play. You can see they were going to play, you know. And turnovers, uh, Tony, we always say, like, the, the great coaches I had, whatever it's Alan Vigneault or even Carbo or Ken Hitchcock, that yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like as a person, but he was a great, great coach. It was about always about focusing on letting the the play come to you. Just play the game that the game is offering you tonight. You cannot always be perfect. Sometimes you're gonna be stuck in your zone. It doesn't mean when you get out of your zone, you need to try the craziest pass in history to try to score. Just be patient. You know, like just follow the system, follow the game plan, and at one point, that the, the game is gonna reward you and that, that I think that's what Marty meant. You don't need to force anything. Like There's another team on the other side. They might be playing better than you now. Just be patient.
3: Okay, so uh, Marty's given that speech on several occasions. You're right about that. Now let's get to Josh Anderson. My God, I've never seen a player miss so many breakaways. We know he's got that breakaway speed. We know he loves that north-south game. We know he's difficult to can't, can't contain and get a hold
4: of. Uh, but unfortunately, his touch lets him down, huh? Yeah, uh, you're talking to, to the right guy here. I got I had a few breakaways in my career, and uh, you know what? It's, I think, for him, he's got so many just work with the, the skill guys. They have that, uh, Nicholas guy, I think he's great. It's just about options. I think when you're not a natural goal scorer like Caulfield or Stamkos or Ovechkin or whoever, McKinnon, you just you need to pick like a few options that you're going to use, whatever, what. And if they go in, they go in. If they don't, they don't. Like, I, I think players like that, they don't see those holes, like natural born goal scorer. And you know? also just pick a few options and it's going to come naturally. Like even sometimes you're just w- wondering about the stick around you or the other yeah. defenseman. It's just natural. You shoot five hole or you sh- shoot eye gloves, eye glove, pick two spots and always shoot the same place. And at one point, you're going to get we were we were like it you get, you're going to score goals i mean and it's, for anderson it's hey you get the chances what can you say yeah. <laughs> like uh
3: Graham former uh, montreal canadian scout during the bob gain administration is a collaborator that's on this podcast quite often he also he's with recruits and recruits.ca his own independent scouting agency and he also hosts a podcast along with shane Gomal, uh basically the recruits Draftcast podcast he tweeted out tonight that he's had a chance now to see, you know, new hooks since the beginning of the season. He wanted to give him the sample of about four weeks to see what he's got. And in his opinion, he doesn't think he's a top six player. He doesn't believe he has the vision and the creativity to be in that top six. Mm-hmm. Thoughts?
4: Uh, I think I still need a few more games. Uh, I I really like what I've seen tonight. I think he's a a very fast, I think he's got good skills. Uh, I can see it going two ways. It's either he's going to be a very solid, fast third liner, or he's going to be a great complement for a a guy like Suzuki Coffield or Doc and Slavkowski when he he comes to maturity. I think.
3: Oh, you just said something uh, very interesting, though. Do you notice what you just said when you said he's going to be a very good compliment for two players on one line and two players on another? You realize what you just did there, right? Yeah. You put him on the wing. Yeah. So he's a winger in your opinion.
4: I don't think he's a winger in my opinion. I think this is how he's going to get on the top six in Montreal, or he's going to be the center of the third line, you know, like it's, and it depends what we do with Monan and all that, but, there's probably more more room for him on the wing if Duck is healthy and Monahan signs a contract in Montreal for a few years, right? Like it's You don't see that happening, do
3: you? Do you see that happening? Monahan signing a long term deal with the Canadians. Let's say he stays healthy.
4: They get to the deadline. My, I was the first guy to say that last year. If if he gets healthy and he plays well, trade him. Go get your first rounder. But now, if if he's healthy and you can see that he's he's playing all year and the the hips issues are. Story of the past, I think I think he's a great player. Whoever you're going to draft is not going to be... It's not sure he's going to be better than Monahan. Monahan is the only guy in our team that scored 80 points in a season. He's a great player. Two ways. Plays good. He's good on face-off. Why would we just give a good player like that to another team? Because he'll be 29. And 29. he's going to want to,
3: he's going to, oh. want to sign a, a six-year deal because it'll oh, probably be oh, the, the final... Oh. It'll, Hold on yeah, a second.
4: Yeah. Hold on a second. This is where it's going to get interesting because I don't think with his medical pass that other teams are going to take the risk to sign him for six years. Well, if he wants to sign for three, I sign him. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If he asks for three, four years, I don't think it should be a question that Monahan belongs in Montreal. You don't just replace a guy like Montreal, that like Monahan when he's healthy. Like what he brings, no, who's the last center that brought what monahan brings to the team right now when he's healthy the last center that monahan brought to the team right now when he's healthy uh,
3: it's
4: it's Le- he's, he's a damn good well yeah yeah i, I yeah, would see he might be a little better than plecky yeah like he's a big guy he's strong defensively he's strong on face off he's creative <laughs> he's a good player if he, if, yeah. he, if he if he didn't get hurt he would still be in calgary on a very long term deal or He is a good player. I maintain, I've said, and I maintain
3: that the way Suzuki thinks the game and sees the game, the guy on this team on that level, in terms of center, playmaking, vision, all that, is Monahan. And that's why, I, that's why I think that Monaghan yeah. will end up being a very good winger on that line with those two guys. He was last yeah. year before he got hurt, and I think he can think the game the way those guys can think the game in this yeah. way. He's not a step behind in thinking the game. I and think he, it's him personally. I think when Dvorak comes back, I think Monaghan is taking RHP spot on the first line. I believe that.
4: When when uh, the Canadians are ready to win, and we, we suppose it's going to be when Monahan is 30, 31, 32, 33 years old. Yeah. He, that's going to be perfect. 30, 32 years old in the NHL. I don't think with the skill level, I don't think he's going to be too old to keep up. And if he becomes a complement on the first line, and he can help at center when there's injuries, well, why not? Who, who are we gonna get as a free agent that's gonna be that the then a healthy Omonahan?
3: And it's a city that has a hard time attracting free agents. Yeah, who, who are you gonna get? Probably you're not gonna be able to get anyone. Exactly. And within three years, when the Montreal Canadians are have already turned the corner and have become a competitive team. You would probably be centering your number three line at that point.
4: Yeah. And the worst case scenario, again. the yeah. worst worst case scenario, you sign him long term and he still has hip issue, he's going to be on the long term IR.
3: Uh, you're Well, yeah. The Canadians have gotten down that road before with a couple of players to go down it again. You're right about that. It, listen, it's one of the things that tonight, when I open up the phone lines at 1 888 585 SIC, 1 585 7425. And I'm going to keep Maxim Lapierre. If all goes well for another 10 minutes or so, and then we're going to take your phone calls. I'm sure Max would even be uh, willing to take a phone call right now if we had to, not a problem. Because you know what? Tonight is Max's night. Max is on fire tonight on the sick podcast. He's bringing it. <laughs> the, the small <laughs> machine. <laughs> Look at him. My God. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. All right. Okay. Why don't we get to the animation so we can actually take calls? We'll open up the full lines right now at one eight five eight five 7425
2: You called? You called? Presented by Playground.
3: The things we'll talk about. uh, Justin Barron, you talked about him before as well, uh, saying that, uh, you know, Barron has to probably improve defensively a little bit. You know, I do like his offensive instincts. His offensive instincts, I think, are good. His skating ability is good. You talk about the fact that Cain's have several very good skaters on the blue line. Um, I think he's going to have to bulk up a little bit.
4: No, okay. he's he's going in the he's right sta- direction. Did, have you uh, do you remember what Crosby said when when we we acquired the uh, Baron? I, I think I remember. As a matter of fact, he, uh, said, because, yeah, he,
3: he, said, he said was a it was mistake. Yeah, it's a mistake to give mistake him away. That Colorado gave him up because he knows him because they trained together in the offseason in Cole Harbour, Nova Scotia.
4: Yeah, you would think we would trust Sidney Crosby, right? His opinion about a player. I think you, you know what I I would think that he's an
3: excellent evaluator of talent. I interviewed him once. Yeah. He told me he thinks I'm the best interviewer in the world. <laughs> the interviewer's ever done. Actually, he never said Well, that. good for you. Good for I'm you. Just, <laughs> I'm just making it up, by the way. I'm just making it up. I love Sid
4: the Kid. I think with Baron, if we're patient, I think we're going to see great result. If, if we start just focusing about the way he plays defensively, this is where we're going to have a problem. He's skating well. He's got a good shot. He's, he reads uh, offensively. His reads are great. Every young guy that comes in the NHL has a tough time with defending. And that's just normal because everyone is bigger. Everyone is stronger. Everyone is faster. Everyone releases a shot quicker. Everything is different. You need to adjust to everything. And you cannot do that in one season or two seasons because it takes a, it, it might just take 40 games to get used to all to defend the shot because the guys, they're releasing so fast. And then when you fix that, you, you need to, like you said, get bigger and stronger in the corners. And then you need to adjust to the system of a new coach. And then you need to adjust to your partner that you play with. There's so many things for a young defenseman that's again, like with Slefkowski, like with Caulfield, Suzuki, let's be patient. They're going to be good when it's time to win.
3: I talked about underrated before, and I gave you the name Jordan Harris. You gave me two names kovacevic mm-hmm. and you gave me tanner pearson mm-hmm. so talk to me about tanner pearson underrated how to what
4: degree exactly i think he when he came in montreal i knew he was a great player but my first reaction is is he still healthy That was a little bit the same thing uh than Monahan. you know like it was tough for him at the end in vancouver uh he won the stanley cup he knows how to win he played for teams in LA that were strong defensively and playing the right way every single shift. Every single shift, the LA Kings, when they won the cup, yeah. there was there was no cheating. Defense first, go to the net. Honest hockey, you know. So I knew we were getting that type of player. Now I'm seeing that he still has wheels. He he can skate and he still wants to play hockey. I think he's enjoying the the, the new opportunity he has to play in the NHL. He's got a great shot. I talked to Guillaume the other day. Guillaume was a goal goal scorer. He said, this guy has a goal scorer shot. That's not just lucky bounces. Like, this guy knows how to shoot the puck.
3: It's funny you say that because the other day when I – he's taken a couple of shots down the wing, right? And he's got a very – Heavy. Very heavy, somewhat deceiving wrist shot slash snapshot. He shoots the puck like Guillaume, I find.
4: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the the hey. the, the the way he, he scrapes the eyes before yeah, before yeah. shot. Yeah, he's yeah. got the big blade. He's a he's a great compliment. Like maybe it's it's the bad timing for him because he's not in a team that's gonna win the the Stanley Cup this year. Anyway, if they do, I'm gonna be very happy for them. But Pearson is a great guy to put on the third line. He's gonna do his job. If there's an injury on the first two line, I would not be shy to put. Like I would not be shy to put Pearson with Suzuki and Caulfield just to try. You know, he's a big body. Got, he's got a great shot. He's a, he, he scored 20, 25 goals in the NHL. Why not? Like, he's like a...
3: Okay, but what it hurt, and I had this conversation with Jean-Charles earlier tonight. Yeah. Let's say it's not working out on the first line. Whoever you put there at the right wing position isn't producing points, okay? Let's just say, yeah. and, it, and yeah. it, to tell you the truth, they haven't produced that many points thus far. Although, once again, I reiterate, I don't think Rafael Rv pinard has been bad. I actually think he's been pretty good. Having said that, would you burn Slefkowski by putting Slefkowski there for a couple of games? Or would you have to lose? You're in a rebuild. What's yeah, the problem? No. no I don't have a problem with it. Hey, we got breaking news. You yep. ready? Yeah. We go to the phone lines on line one. Pierre-Luc in Montreal. Pierre-Luc, are you there?
0: Yes. Hi, Tony.
3: Max, we have breaking news. Pierre-Luc Dubois has left the Los Angeles Kings. He's on the sick podcast with me and you right now. Pierre-Luc <laughs> in
0: Montreal. Merlot, <rires> comment ça va I'm very good. Finally, signed in Montreal. It was about hey, time. Hey, the <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, it's too hot in there, Tony. Hey. Ah, la faute de no, she says say
4: he's coming in a few seconds. Then he's gonna be so happy.
0: <laughs> it's too hot, Tony. Hold on, hold on, a second, Max. What did you mean
4: by that exactly? What <laughs> you just? He's he's coming on the podcast, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> He'll be there soon. That's what I meant. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, it's, it's <laughs> not so it. my, Hey, I'm Tony.
4: So it's not my first language, so I always got the, <laughs> yeah. the easy exit. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so immature. Finalement,
3: finalement, le 26 octobre 2023, Pierre Luc Dubois est à Montréal durant la saison d'hockey. Yeah. Pierre Luc, what's going on?
0: Hi Tony, I I love your show by the way. It's amazing. Hey, hey sure. thank hey, you. I, I appreciate
3: it. You know what the funniest thing is, Pierre Luc? That somebody's gonna go on Twitter and they're gonna say Tony Marinero is so stupid. He actually thought that Pierre Luc Dubois was on the line.
0: In between periods. Yeah, I wish I was Pierre Dubois, but personally I'm uh, I'm not. What's on your uh, mind? I w I, I wanna talk about well well first 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 of all. I, I agree with Max. Like Monahan, I can't get rid of this guy. I need to keep this guy. He's great for the city. He's great. Is is what? Am I, what are we gonna get? A late first rounder for him at the at the deadline? Like who cares? We already got a good guy. I, I want to keep him.
3: Monahan uh, reminds me of Kirk Muller. I don't know why he does. He can play center. He can play wing. He can score goals. He can pick up points. He can shut down. He's very versatile. En français, you know what we call a guy like that? P-O-L-Y-V-A-L-E-N-T. I not only know how to speak the language, I even know how to spell the words now. P-O-L-Y-V-A-L-E-N-T.
4: (laughs) No, you're right. He's a a great player. Who's better Uh, than you, Tony? Well, you know,
3: uh, now that I know, tomorrow somebody else is probably going to hire me too now. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, Pierre, look, you want to... So Max LaPierre said something, and he said, Tony... When the Canadians acquired him, I said, okay, at the deadline, I'm trading this guy. I'm going to try and get a first-round pick. He said, right now, Thursday, October 26, 2023, I tell you that if Sean Monaghan wants to stay here three, four years, I'll sign him and I'll keep him here. You say what?
0: I, I totally agree. Three, I mean, four years I, I find it a bit of a stretch. I, I could be a little worried about this. I'm not sure about how the altir works, but we already have price on there. But uh, other, under than three, like below three years, I'm 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 down anytime. Like he's a veteran. He's a great leader. Uh, he can he can kill penalties. He's he's good on the face-off. He can play with Suzuki and, and Caulfield. He can follow the pace. He's got good vision. He's got, he's got everything. Like, how are we going to? As soon as we get rid of him, we're going to try to find a guy that's just like him. Same, same with Anderson, right? I just want to keep the guy. Like we, I want to do everything we can to keep him.
4: I think the the only thing you're going to have to meet him halfway for contract contract wise. I mean, if yeah, I don't think he's going to accept two years because as a player, if you think about your business, there's if somebody offers you two years, there's no no reason why you're not going to go and test the market, you know, because Worst case scenario, we're gonna get two years for a little more money on the on the market. So for me, if it's minimum three years, and I, I don't mind stretching to four just because I think we're gonna be able to move him around and find a role for him because he's too smart on the ice. Worst case scenario, if he can't skate anymore, we'll put him on the on the left side or right side of the third line, and he's still gonna be efficient.
3: Max, the way I look at it. If Jean-Charles Lajoie can sign a four-year deal at 50 years old, then you got to give at least a four-year deal to Monaghan at 29. <laughs> <laughs> this should be La Taverne rocky which, by the way, I highly recommend everyone watching. Of course, Max Lapierre and Guillaume La Tendresse are La Poche Bleue. It's another podcast of course. Uh, it's very unique in its own way. Uh it usually goes on Wednesday nights and sometimes if they can't accommodate on Wednesday, they might put it on a Tuesday or a Thursday or another night, but for the most part it's on Wednesday nights and they also have a segment within the show called La Taverne Hockey which is kind of like um uh a spin-off of what Sansus Poussin used to be but only of course uh at a distance uh via via Zoom and all that stuff and yep. uh and, um, you know, they, they sold for like about a gazillion dollars and I'm sucking up hopefully that, uh, one day they can send me a million dollars for saying that. All right. Okay. <laughs> why don't we take, uh, why don't we take one more phone call here? Let's go to, uh, and then I'll let you go, Max. I appreciate your time. No, Ross. I,
4: I got nothing to do.
3: Story of my life. Len
4: and St. Jerome.
3: <laughs> How are you? Very good. How about you? Yes.
5: Fine. 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 Uh, listen, uh, since the start of the season. The most important guy for me, for the Canadian, is Sean He stabilizes everything in front. He's a stabilizer in in the front. So for me, uh, if uh, Dvorak is coming, when he comes from injury, I would bring up Roy. Because, you you know, tonight, uh, Anderson missed so many chances. I'm sure Roy could have scored three goals on that.
3: It all depends. Anderson had the speed to get there.
5: Top six guy. What do you think?
3: Len, before we go to Max, uh, I'll say this. We can agree that Joshua Roy is more talent than Josh Anderson. I agree with that 100%. But let's not forget Anderson gets the breakaways that he gets because he's incredibly fast. Not to say that Joshua yes. Roy can't get the breakaways. He'll get them a different way. Counter attack, transition play, stretch pass, all that stuff. But you know, Anderson can't finish, but he's got breakaway speed. But you're right, he can't yeah. finish. Max,
4: yeah, I think he creates a lot with his speed. Obviously, Roy is just the type of guy he's gonna need the puck for half a second on his blade in the in the slot, and he's gonna score because he's a he's a natural scorer. But hey, uh, as much as I love him, we we're gonna need to see him in the NHL first if he can do it against the top teams in the NHL. I don't I don't doubt he will. I think he's got the skill level to do it, but. Uh, uh, interesting point uh, we were talking about two seconds ago. We we're talking about Vorak. and yeah. for me, that's the guy that needs to leave. That's the guy that's taking a spot. What would you do with Devorak if if Doc was healthy, right? Like, I don't, I don't think we need that guy. Not that he's not a good player, but I don't think we need that guy on the team. He's a great player. I loved him when he was playing in Phoenix. I thought he was doing great things on the ice. I even said when he came that he's going to replace part of what Philip Dano was doing for us. And he haven't done that. I, I think, I think that's the guy we need to, to get in shape. We need him to play well, then trade him instead. of. I don't, I
3: don't disagree with you because Dvorak would be a fourth line centerman with the Montreal Canadians, but you can't with the cap being what it is. Start paying fourth line centermen 4.3, $4.4 million. Doesn't work that way. You need Your a fourth father, line centerman you, making I'm Jake up, Evans you. type money. Oh, hello. Yeah, we're here, Len. Okay.
5: The, the thing is, Duck is injured. So we got to deal with him this year. We got to use Dvorak. So he, we cannot uh, change the, the, the way it goes right now. Eh? So we use uh, Dvorak and, and we bring up Monaghan to the top line. And, and uh, the second line, we bring up a, a little more offensive with Roy uh, or change uh, Monaghan for on the top line. But for right now, for you right, he cannot go anywhere because Doc is jail. See?
4: I I think the for me though, obviously it would be a great line with Suzuki Caulfield and Monaghan, let's say, but it would it would be the same thing than put in Malkin with Crosby or Dry Seidel with McDavid. I'm not comparing the, the players here, but I'm saying that you take everything and put it all all in on one line. You know, right now I think the yeah, reason but- Part of the success is that we were balanced. We got three good lines. The fourth line yeah, that, is doing his yeah. job. You know.
3: I understand. I understand. Max, Max, are, are you Max? If I can ask Max if a question, like Lend-
5: continue to play twenty-five minutes like that. He's gonna get injured uh, eventually.
3: You cannot play uh-huh.
5: that much minute. 100%. A 6 to 8 week with Salar, he's gotta bring down a bit the minutes for him.
4: I think a number one defenseman can play a lot of minutes, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like on the long term, I think you don't want to burn a player too much. You don't you don't want to play him too much.
5: Hey, that's that's it for me tonight. Uh, good good intro. Good Merci answer. beaucoup.
3: Merci Thank you, beaucoup. my friend. Like, Merci. Merci, Max, um, I too at times want to see Joshua Roy here. Yeah. And I don't believe that he's going to be burned by playing a game or two with the big team there. I think he'll be okay, okay?
5: Yeah.
3: Yep. Um, he's also 21 years old, I believe, so it's taken him a little bit longer. So I think when he arrives, he'll be more ready. But in terms of development and in terms of just and long-term being the best he can be, how important would it be for you or not to see him try to lead Laval into the playoffs and try and win a round or two or maybe even three with Laval being the catalyst of that team. Hmm. How important or not is that to you
4: for his long-term career? It depends on what happens this year, how many games he plays, if he plays in the NHL. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, My personal experience is I played most of the year in Montreal and I went back down and won the the Calder Cup. So that year for me was... Phenomenal because I got NHL experience plus learned a lot playing in the playoffs in the AHL. So what it does, what I believe in is that you cannot burn a player by playing a couple of games in the NHL. Like when I hear about the confidence and we're going to destroy his confidence. No, when you put the Montreal Canadian jersey and you look at yourself in the mirror, you could care less that you score a hat-trick the night before in You don't even, you forget everything. You think about the NHL. The thing that is important for me is that when you play in the NHL and after the game, you see Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki doing squats and biking. When you see a guy like Savard blocking shots, a veteran in a game that doesn't mean anything. When you see the way you're treated on the plane. When you see the way the coaches address you or talk to you and what they teach you. Then when you go back, you know exactly which tool you need to go buy. You know exactly what I need to work on. If you don't play in the NHL, I don't care if you watched hockey your whole life, you don't know what the NHL is. And an exhibition game is not the NHL. It might even be worse than AHL sometimes. Exhibition games. Guys are not game shape. Guys are not on this in sync. Guys are not thinking about the system as much. That's not the NHL. So... Last week, when I talk about Joshua, Ouah, it was a good timing because they weren't playing for a few days. I'm like, he's hot right now, he's feeling it. Take him, play him with Suzuki and Caulfield. Big minutes. If it doesn't work, send him down. If it works, keep him until you feel like he's, he doesn't belong here. And then <laughs> I know you're on fire, but then I no, started. No,
3: Joshua Ouah is hot. He's hot.
4: That's, That's Joshua. Yet, no. yeah. You
3: said he's hot, so he's under the You see the smoke.
4: No, exactly. And then just to add a little something to this, like I know, like we've been saying for so many years that we burn players in Montreal. And then I looked at a bunch of teams in the NHL. The guys that have an actual impact on their team and bring bring them in the playoff or win the Stanley Cup, they don't play in the AHL. I'm sorry, like I I had a few lineups. That I have a tough time finding a guy that played more than sixty games in the AHL. You want me to tell you a few, Tony? Because yeah. I, I think I think you won't believe it. Okay. Yep. Played the, we played the Devils this week. I know they're first-rounder and they're good players, but use zero-game AHL. Mercer, zero-game AHL. Ishier, zero-game AHL. Bratt, who was a six-rounder, zero-game yes. AHL. Yeah. Hamilton, great defenseman, zero-game AHL. Timo Meyer, 33 games. I did that with basically 20 teams in the NHL. And my point is, a good player will always find his way. A good player doesn't matter if he comes from Laval, from Trois-Rivières, from another team when it's time for his maturity timing he's going to be a good player. Like why is Cole Caulfield? I know he was older like he had a hat trick in in Laval, we were all let's call him up, we called him up, played well in the playoff, we went to the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. If your captain is 23, 24 years old, 25 years old, why can't a 21-year-old play in the NHL? If a guy can lead the best franchise in the history of the NHL as a captain, I think a guy can play a few games. <laughs> you know, like I, I hear you. I he hear you. Li-
3: like, look, I-, I understand your point, but once again, you did preface it like Jack Hughes is a first-round pick, first overall. Yeah. Nico hisher is a first overall.
4: Okay. Well uh, that, that's Mercer why Mercer, that, I think, that's why that's it. why I'm I'm gonna go then. I i got another option because I always have somebody that has an answer for everything. So you're part of them now. Good job, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Point. Okay, let's go in Tampa. Point. Great player, right? Third great rounder. Third He's a round third pick. third round pick. Nine yeah. nine games in the AHL. Kucherov is a superstar. Third round pick. Yeah, seventeen games in the AHL. Stamp I think go-
3: I think seventy second overall or seventy. No, uh, Kucherov was. Uh, I don't think he's a third round pick. You sure he's not
4: a 56? 56 overall, Kucherov? Kucherov third round pick. I got maybe uh, I made a mistake, pick, but yeah, he's no, definitely not. He's not a first rounder. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Kucherov second round pick, fifty eighth yeah. overall. Okay, go ahead. Okay, let, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Car- last team, Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aho yeah. second round pick, zero wow. game. Zero game Zvechnikov zero game first round pick Jarvis nine games KK 13 games I'm sorry but KK is on fire this year yeah because Carolina they were patient he's a great player for them this year he didn't work in Montreal right because we're not patient enough Slavin fourth rounder 14 games guys they don't play in the AHL the guys that take control of the team at one point they don't play in the AHL and I'm not talking about the Leafs I'm not talking about Colorado. I'm not talking about Pittsburgh. I'm not talking about Washington. You know, like I think we need to stop just saying, just for fun, that we burn players and that you need to go in the AHL for so many games to become a good player. Because but as it, far as I know, Michael McCarron played 270 games in the AHL and it didn't work for him. Yeah.
3: Um, look, it's a great point. At the same time, you can find stats to support your point. Yep. And I can find stats to support mine, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's the way it works. But it, it, is, yep. a, it is a great point. I, I just think in the end, it all depends on what tools the player is missing and whether or not the player will be better off in the AHL without those tools to try and work on them to get them exactly. or he's better on working on those tools in the American Hockey League to get them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Anthony, I I know, example, I, I'm, I'll give an example. If a player yeah. is frail... If a player's frail, well, then at that point you'll tell him probably, you know what, to stay an extra year of college hockey, or wherever it is, to work on his size and to bulk up. If a player uh, uh, is 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 uh, missing, I don't know uh, another quality of his game. Maybe he doesn't have a great shot. Well, he he can still play in the National Hockey League and help work on his shot every day, type of thing. Can
4: okay. Can I give you? I think for me the best example is Slavkovsky. Okay. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are saying we should have started him in the AHL last year so he gains experience, right? Okay. Yeah. Craig
3: Button said on this show, yeah. by
4: the way, a week ago, he would have kept Slavkowski in Finland another year. Okay. Why was Slavkovsky draft first overall?
2: I'll because, tell you
4: why. Because he's big, he's strong, he protects the puck. Yes. I, w- I watched the draft. Some people yeah. were talking about Jager, you know? Yeah. They were saying he protects the puck like Jager. My yeah. point is... If he goes in the AHL, he's going to be as powerful and he's going to do the exact same thing he's done his whole life because the defensemen in the AHL, the players in the AHL, they're not as strong as the NHL. So what is he learning new with this experience? Now, when he's struggling, it's because his strength is not his strength anymore. And he right. Needs, and he needs to find solutions. This yeah. is part of becoming a player in the NHL. That's why we need to be patient because it's gonna take two, three years for him to use his strength in the NHL. But he's gonna become a better player because he worked on his weaknesses because he had no choice anymore. Because he cannot just say I'm strong and I'm gonna use that. Now he needs to work on his skating. Now he needs to work on his shot. Now he needs to work on structure, system, defensive plays because he has no choice. This is why he's gonna become a new player. Because now they threw him in the jungle and Good luck. Find a way out. But when you're going to find your way out, you're going to be stronger.
3: Laval would have helped him in one respect, though. Out of all the things that you said, confidence. and I agree with everything, confidence. Yeah. Because he would have went up there, and he, he would have went down there, and he would have put up a lot more points than he's putting up here. And yeah. it would have given him confidence because he would have had more time to actually make plays. Yeah. Uh, and and he would be able, you would think yeah. he would be able to dominate. You would think, yeah. you would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I totally. Listen, Max, Great job tonight on the Sick podcast. I love guys like you that when they come on, they give 120%. You did it as a player. It's called professional pride, personal pride, <laughs> and it's carried over into uh, your job in the media. Merci beaucoup, mon ami. I'll thank, talk to thank, you soon.
4: Thank you for inviting me, and everyone, have a great night. All right, there you have it. Maxine
3: Lapierre, former Montreal Canadian, number 40 he is. All right, we have uh, another caller we have to get to. Where are we going? We have Joe in Vancouver. Joe, welcome to the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero. What's going on, Joe?
1: Hey, Tony. How are you, bud?
3: Very good, you.
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. What a win tonight, eh?
3: It was uh, a great hockey game.
1: Oh, I loved it. Hey, listen, I'm a huge fan. I've been listening for about three years now since you were on radio. Super stoked that you made a podcast because I didn't have to keep listening to all those commercials.
3: So I'm gonna tell you this, and I, I said it before, I'm gonna say it again. I loved radio, and I always will. Yeah. And if you want to listen to all sports, um, you'll have the opportunity to hear a bunch of different sports over a three hour, four-hour show. If the best okay. sports talk that you like is about one sport in particular. Then podcasts are amazing, and you're right. Well, that's me. We started this podcast at 10 p.m. tonight, as we do every weeknight. We go till at wow. least 11 o'clock. We talk about our sponsors Wait. and our partners in the first minute of the show, and we'll talk about our sponsors and our partners in the last minute of the show. We are not going sure. into the show at 10:06. We're not going back out at 10:17. We're not coming back in at 1023. We're not going back out at 1027. We're not coming back in at 1034. We're not going back out at 1046. And we're not coming back in at 1050. It's one hour straight. And if I want to go longer, I can go longer. And if the Montreal Canadiens make a move tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. and they make a trade, Daniela will send me the link at 4 p.m. and 30 seconds. And at 4.01 p.m., I'm going on. And I'm going to stay on as long as I want to stay on.
1: Awesome.
3: This is the beauty of podcasting. And this is the benefit for advertisers as well. We are live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitter. And this stuff goes into a library. And when people want to go back and they want to watch all my shows for the week, all of next week, they're on vacation. They want to watch five, 10, 12, 13 episodes, one after another, the partners and the sponsors will be there. If they want to go back and watch the episodes in three months, six months, nine months, two years, the advertisers will be there. It's called repeat advertising, but you're only paying once every month.
1: Well, it's I a used beautiful thing. On Spotify, when I met with the dog, and uh, I I listen to every episode, even the ones with Matt O'Hagan. So that tells you who I am as a fan.
3: Man, you're a big fan.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but yeah,
1: I just wanted to call in and say that you know I've been watching. I watch every game, and uh, I I love their picks that they've done in the draft. I love Slash as a pick. I love Reinbacher as a pick. And this year, I can see Slash getting better and better every game. He's getting better, minus those muffins that he chucks out every every other game or so that just, you know, gives you a bit of a, a butt twist there, but uh, when's he going to get a shot on the first line? I know you talked about this with Eric the other day, but you know, RHP, love him. Love what he did last year. Yeah. He's not cutting it. He's invisible out there with the two guys.
3: So, um, I think that it's going to have to happen f- soon for slaff before Dvorak comes back in the lineup, because once Dvorak comes back in the lineup, I think Dvorak's going to slot into Monahan's spot, and I think Monaghan's going to go up on the number one line. The problem is, yeah. is on a night like tonight, I'm going to give you an example, okay, that the Montreal Canadiens win by a score of 4-3. to three. And Cole Caulfield picks up one goal and two assists, three points. And Nick Suzuki yeah. picks up one goal, two assists, three points. And the Montreal Canadiens win. Do you think that Marty St. Louis is going to change his line? For Saturday night against the Winnipeg Jets? I don't think so.
1: Honestly, I do. I think he should because a win in overtime, late in overtime, is yeah. nothing to dance about, you know?
3: It's a win. It's a win. When you win, you don't have to change your lineup. Yeah. One,
1: you won. It's a win in overtime with three hits left against another lottery team is now. nothing to start saying we're keeping our lines where they are.
3: Now, your yeah. chance to no. make the change, to answer your your chance is that RV Pernard at 0 goal 0 says 0 points. So that, that that is your chance and Slavkowski had 0 goal 0 says 0 points. So yeah, you yeah. know what? Realistically, you could swap them because either of them didn't get on the board and you'll see what it gives you.
1: The thing is that It's not all about points, right? You know this. And Slack, when he's got the puck and he's out there, you see him. When RHP's out there, you don't see him. You don't even hear his name.
3: Who starts on Saturday night? Samuel Montembeau and don't change a winning team? Or you go back to Jake Allen? Who starts on Saturday night? Keep in mind that if Montembeau plays, it'll be be two games and three nights. Allen hasn't played a game since Monday night in Buffalo. Who starts on Saturday? I think Allen's going to start against Winnipeg on Saturday. I think Alan's going to start in Winnipeg on Saturday too. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> Joe in Vancouver. What? Joe, you come down to Montreal, you send me an email, Tony at sickpodcast.com. We'll meet, we'll go for coffee, whatever you want, my friend. I'll even give you a bit of TB. I love it.
1: All my family's in Montreal, so I'll see
3: you there. Is that right, eh? And what yeah, are you doing I'm in Vancouver? In making money. My
1: family's all in
3: Montreal. Yeah, and what are you doing in Vancouver?
1: Living life, my friend.
3: Living life, my friend.
1: <laughs> you know what I did in Vancouver last, uh, last season was I went and saw Cole Caulfield score three goals against the Canucks in a 9-8 shootout loss. Oh,
3: that's, uh, that's amazing. Did. Joe.
1: Yeah. yeah. You
3: live the way I dream.
1: <laughs>
3: you know,
5: man, Tony. Hey,
1: shout out to my dad who got me into the Hab. Not yeah. he understands me, but Gilbert Soulier.
3: What up? Okay, this is for him. He's on fire. Look, I want to let you know that ADJ products are used worldwide for events, productions, festivals of all sizes, podcasts, etc. ADJ products are also installed in a wide variety of venues, ranging from churches and theaters to trampoline parks and roller rinks, nightclubs and lounges to concert venues and event centers. And we have them right here on the sick podcast. I am Marinaro. Special thanks to our partners, Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. They are driven to be different. Sean Gerard, man, what a beauty this guy is. I had a chance to hang out with the gubernator earlier today at Playground. Gooby Custom Makes Skates, and he custom-made a skate for the Sick Podcast with all of our sponsors and partners on the skate. It's beautiful, and guess what? Supposedly, Sean Girard picked up the tab. What a guy. I love that guy. Speaking of playground, where they are having the uh, GPT Global Tournament right now, and it'll end on Monday. Halloween is coming up, and Playground has plenty of treats for its members. Earn entries daily starting Monday, October 23rd, then return Sunday, October 29th for your chance to win a share of $22,000 in cash and free play. Draws will be held every 13 minutes from 12 30 to 9 p.m. That is scary good. Visit playground.ca for details. Are we going to get to one more call? Yes or no? Angelo, Sammy, and Juliana, and Master Control. If so, bring up the caller. We are going to Armin in Lasalle. Is it Armin?
0: Hey, Tony, it's Armand.
3: Armand, what's going on, my man, Armand? Uh,
0: not much, Tony. I just wanted to talk about the game. It was uh, it was quite an exciting one. You,
3: uh, you sound you uh, sound uh, like uh, you, you you sound like overly excited.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely through the roof. I'm buzzing. When Caulfield scored that overtime goal, I just wanted to run through a wall.
3: I grew up with Guy Lafleur. Then after Guy Lafleur, the next best pure goal scorer that we saw after Lafleur, who dwindled after 79 in terms of his production. After that, we saw Stéphane Richer, in the late 80s, early 90s, have two seasons of 50-plus goals. One year, he had 50. One year, he had 51. He was the best pure goal scorer since La Flaire. And the Canadians have had a couple of players who have scored 40 since. couple of players. Um, if memory serves me well, after Richey, the guys who scored 40 were Bellows and Danfus. Cole Caulfield is going to hit 50 goals. I don't know if he's going to do it this year, but he's going to be the next Montreal Canadiens player to hit 50 goals. Do you see the way he shoots the puck? The flick of the wrist. Smallest guy on the team. One of the smallest in the National Hockey League, if not the smallest. And he wires the puck better than 95% of the players in the league. The phenom. He's he's a star yep, yep the kid is a star he is, he is. he's a star he, he can he's shoot the puck. Fire. you're that excited huh
0: yeah there's no one like him there's no one like him he's just such a special talent well there's uh, no one I'm like him. more there's no
3: one in the draft. i mean there's no one like him I mean uh, Austin Matthews is definitely like him, if not better. I mean, there's no one like him. And don't exaggerate. I mean, he's very good. No one like him with the Canadians. There's others like him in the National Hockey League. Well, uh,
0: yeah, he's up there. He's up there for sure.
3: He's up there. He's up there for sure. Armand in Villa Salle. Have you and I run into each other at any point in Villa Salle before or what?
0: Uh, not in La Salle, but I actually met you a few months ago at the uh, LSHL at Hockey, etc., Oh yeah, 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 yeah! You saw me there, right? Yeah, I saw you. You were with House uh, on TV as well. Uh,
3: I, did, I I went by myself.
0: You oh, well, I mean? you talked to you talked to those guys.
3: Yeah, they came over. They asked for an autograph, a selfie, and stuff like that. You know, my boy Cedric. You know, yeah, know. Good, guys, good guys, good guys, good guys,
0: good guys, good guys.
3: Yeah, it was nice to see them. I'll talk to you soon. Tell them I say hi. He he kind of he kind of made it sound like we showed up together. I mean, I when I go places, I go solo. You know what I mean? Go solo. All right. Okay. Also a shout out, of course, to these guys here. La TB, brewed in Quebec, winner of a dozen international awards. La TB offers quality microbrewery beers with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La TB, embrace your true nature. That's it for us tonight. I want to thank the sick army. I want to thank the sick community. I want to thank all of you. Tonight was a lot of fun. You guys are there and you girls are there every single night for me. You don't miss an appointment. You're there all the time. You are the best. You are the most lo- loyal listeners. You are the most loyal viewers. And I love doing this for you. Once again, what a game tonight. The Montreal Canadiens beat the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 4-3 to in overtime. On Nick Suzuki scoring an unassisted goal in period number two, 27 seconds in after the Montreal Canadiens were trailing by a score of 2 to nothing after one period of play. Benstrom had scored his second of the game to give Columbus a 3-1 lead. And then Michael Matheson scored a power play goal, a wrist shot. He wired it right off the post with 17 seconds left in period number two. And they say, you score goals late in a period, that's huge for you. Sean Monahan ties the game at 3-7-48 into period number three, tipping in and redirecting a shot pass from Cole's Caulfield. And then Caulfield in overtime. It's Harris to Suzuki to Caulfield, and he wires it. With 43 seconds left to go in overtime, the Montreal Canadiens win by a score of 4-3. to Big night for Samuel Montembeau as well, stopping 33 of 36. Montreal Canadiens' next game, when they host the Winnipeg Jets. That goes on Saturday night. And by the way, if you see someone who looks like me at the game, well, it is me. Because Grant McCag and I have been invited to the game by our buddy Paul. And we've been told that we're going to be sitting right on the glass, right behind the goal. If you see us, come by and say hello. We love you very much. We can't do this without you. Thank you for your support. For yellow Sammy, and Juliana at Master Control, they're Cavallaro. I'm Tony Marinaro.
2: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook google play and apple podcasts the sick podcast is brought to you by energy transportation group driven to be different la embrace your true nature and playground your premier gaming destination